Do you have to go? Denny whined, pushing his macaroni and cheese around on his plate. Why do you always have to work? Your mommy has an important job, Butch explained. People are counting on her to do it. Changed into a regulation khaki uniform augmented by a pair of sturdy hiking boots, Joanna shot her husband a grateful glance. She'd called him on her way home, and he'd had her dinner on the table when she arrived. Butch, more than anyone, understood Joanna's unstinting commitment to her job. She hadn't run for office with the intention of being sheriff in name only. From the moment she was elected, she had made it a point to be at the scene of every homicide that had occurred inside the boundaries of her far-flung jurisdiction. Just because she had spent most of the day grieving the deaths of her mother and stepfather and planning the funeral service didn't mean she was going to abandon her official duties, especially when a possible double homicide had turned up less than 10 miles away from her home on High Lonesome Road. On the other hand, the disappointment registered on Denny's face represented every working mother's all-too-familiar tug-of-war. Finish your dinner, Denny, and get your jammies on, Joanna suggested. Maybe I'll have time enough to read some Dr. Seuss to you before Chief Deputy Hadlock comes by to pick me up. With a gleeful shout, Dennis hopped down from his chair, cleared his dishes, and then scampered off toward the bedroom with their two dogs, a rescued Australian shepherd named Lady, and a stone-deaf black lab named Lucky, hot on his heels. He's tired. Butch remarked, and so am I. It was a long haul back and forth to Flagstaff, but I think we did the right thing. It's a lot more important to have Jenny settled in her dorm and Maggie in her new stable in a timely fashion, rather than expecting Jenny to hang around here for the funeral and end up being late for her first college-level classes. Starting her freshman year that way might leave her feeling like she's behind everyone else from the very beginning. Joanna nodded. The truth was, it hadn't required all that much effort to talk Jenny into taking a pass on her grandparents' funeral. Not that she didn't care about them. She did. In fact, she had doted on George. And in many ways, she had enjoyed a better relationship with Eleanor than Joanna ever had. By the end of August, most of Jenny's friends had gone off to school, and she was ready to follow suit. But will she feel guilty later about missing the funeral? Butch asked. That's what worries me. Joanna smiled at him. She's a freshman in college. She'll be far too busy to feel guilty for very long. Dennis returned with his book, his blankie, and two very devoted dogs. You go read, Butch said. I'll clear up. Joanna and Dennis snuggled into an easy chair in the living room. Green Eggs and Ham was Dennis's all-time favorite book, and it wasn't so much a case of Joanna reading the book aloud as it was a responsive reading, with Joanna beginning each sentence and Dennis finishing it. At this point, he wasn't actually reading the printed words. He simply knew the whole book by heart. Two pages from the end, Chief Deputy Hadlock turned up. He stayed in the kitchen with Butch long enough for Joanna and Dennis to finish the story. Then, even though it was still a little before seven, 
Dennis was ready to brush his teeth and go to bed. You do that, Joanna told him, kissing him goodnight. Daddy will come tuck you in. Out in the kitchen, Tom Hadlock, hat in hand, stood just inside the back door, as if uncertain of his welcome. Any news? Joanna asked. The storm we had this afternoon played havoc with the roads. Right now, Gold Gulch is running bank to bank, so going by way of the rifle range is out of the question. And from what I hear, the other route isn't much better. We should get going then, Joanna said, giving Butch a quick hug. See you later. Stay safe, he said. She nodded. It was what he always said when she headed out for duty, and she knew he meant it every single time.